0: Joanna, here we are doing episode eight. Yay! <laughs> Make a Dreams Come True, one podcast every two weeks at a time.
1: <laughs> every two weeks at a time. That's great.
0: I was trying to think of, like, bi-weekly, which I guess it is, but it doesn't sound... It, it, it's every two weeks at a time, I think, has a better ring to it. I have a couple of speed round questions for you. Oh, um, I love a
1: good speed
0: round. In anticipation of a couple of movies that I know i'm excited for and i know one that you are crazy excited for um Uh so first and foremost my friend you have coming up very soon blade runner 2049
1: oh yeah
0: yeah we do yeah i'm amped for it and one of the things that i've loved the most about watching the trailers is how insane the visuals are so my first speed round couple of questions for you are about cinematographer roger deakins because let's be honest he's like he's a real visionary and all of these movies are things that he's been nominated for oscars for and he's been nominated for a bucket of them and this is only a few of his nominations he's this good okay i feel
1: like i'm i'm excited for this feed round because i could i don't know if i could list off some movies
0: well, when the, you're gonna like hear that. them and be like Oh, Roger! Like you've got <laughs> quite the eye. So we're gonna start out with some, some, some late '90s, early thousands. Cohen brothers, oh, Fargo, okay. or Oh, brother, where art thou?
1: He did both of those.
0: He did both of those and got Oscar noms for both of them.
1: Wow!
0: He has thirteen Oscar nominations, and you know Blade Runner is gonna make it fourteen.
1: Wow! Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Fargo. Yeah. I love both those films though.
0: I love both of those films. Um and I I would pick Fargo two just because like you can feel how cold and desolate it yeah. is. Like and it's I because like, of those images.
1: Yeah. yeah, I agree. I feel like when I think of that film, landscape and the visuals are very like I remember them very clearly mm-hmm. with Oh Brother or Thou, which I love very much. It's very much just like the acting and the singing mm-hmm.
0: and the silliness that stands out for me for that film. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so he's he's got another successful pair of Coen brother films that he was an Oscar that's nominee damn. for. No Country for Old Men or their remake of True Grit.
1: That's tricky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go True Grit.
0: Really? But that's a one
1: for me. What
0: did you say? See, I th- when I made this one, I thought it was going to go very differently because for me, no hesitation, no pause, no country. I think that's so bold and like just an insane reworking of the western, like for a completely modern era. Like it's, in, I think it's brilliant, and it's because of how he made it look. Huh?
1: Um, do you want a true confession? Yeah. Same year. Hmm. Okay. There was. There will be blood. Yes. In No Country for Old Men,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I continuously get them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw them very like closely back to back. I'm just like, frick, which one has the kidney who loses his hearing? And I just don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, which one is the killer? And I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> which one? Yeah, which is Javier Bardem and which is yeah. like Daniel Day Lewis? I love it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting them confused, and then sometimes I can see their plots like intertwining and yeah. it's just, like I get real
0: confused <laughs> where it's just like Daniel Plainview he he opens up an oil rig and then he gets that cattle thing and he punches people through the head with the thing <laughs> yeah that was that was a brother where art thou right right no no never mind. <laughs>
1: say that jokingly but that's literally like, what I'm struggling
0: with I like that I've had this conversation three times with different people <laughs> I'm
1: just like, does the sun start killing people is that hard Javier me and it's just, I'm just real confused
0: <laughs> I want to watch that movie where those two characters are relatives and they have to sh- like spend Thanksgiving together can we f- <laughs> can we make weird fan fiction of that and have that come true
1: I feel like I would see a film that had Coen Brothers characters in one film together. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a hoot.
0: Oh, just like like a weird like Avengers meet up mashup thing? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I want there to be awkwardly like burn after reading characters and people yes. are like who are you? And it's just like we were in the movie, we were in the series too. <laughs> and like not belonging.
0: Well, no, for real cuz if you think about it, like think about like Anton Sugar meeting the raising Arizona people like that'd be so yeah. like bonkers. I, oh, I love it. That's
1: hilarious. Okay, I, I see fan in the, in the
0: future. <laughs> I think we're gonna fall down like a weird portal now, where it's just like <laughs> Joanna. Did you get my draft of fanfiction for that chapter? I want. I want to. I want to publish it before I publish the podcast. <laughs> like we're gonna be like these weird self-published like media empire of like really weird fan fiction, a great podcast, and then just we, like weird. It's gonna be good. I so like it. so moving from the Coen Brothers because Roger yep. Roger's making the rounds with great yep. contemporary directors. Okay, so he did work with Denny Villeneuve before. We've got Blade Runner. So we've got yep. Sicario. Or Sam Mendes with Skyfall?
1: That, for me, has to be Sicario.
0: Really? (laughs) Joanna, we are are flip opposite. Like, I set these up to be like, let's talk about Skyfall. And then you're like, Sicario. Wow, that's so cool. Sicario
1: is damn beautiful. Yeah, it is. The visuals in that, and the mm-hmm. landscape, hot damn! I think it's so good.
0: Well, and even when they they finally find like the drug tunnel and they go into it, think about yeah. how just immediate and intense that feels because of yeah. those images. And sitting at the dining like at the dining room table outside at the end, like oh, it's so good. Um, but um, no, but I
1: will say I think Skyfall is my. Yeah. You said this like in the comment, like on our Facebook page, like.
0: Um, I love Skyfall. I do too. And the reason I would go with Skyfall over Sicario is because of the fight sequence where they're in that um, office building and there's that beautiful, colorful, changing electronic billboard behind them. And you see their silhouettes fighting while there's like that beautiful, like kind of jellyfish imagery behind them.
1: Oh yeah. That is pretty
0: good, isn't it? Like I, like I rank that as probably top five shots. Of the last ten years. Oh
1: yeah, okay, that's a good shot. I'll give you that one. No, you, I'll give you that no, one. it's
0: okay. But I give you like the second you started like pitching Sicario, I was like, God, that was really yeah. good. So Roger Deakins, he's a visual artist.
1: Clearly understands it.
0: Like he he gets it. He's got an eye. So speaking of things that are good, I I need to tip my hat to you and apologize Thank for some you. snark I gave you a few podcasts <laughs> ago. Um, because you were 100% right and I was 300% ignorant okay I'm gonna own this because I I finally got over my weird internal logic of I'm not gonna get Hulu I don't need Hulu The Handmaid's Tale isn't gonna be that good I don't need Hulu (laughs) (laughs) and I finally got Hulu and I swear to you within 10 minutes of watching the first like the first 10 minutes of The Handmaid's Tale it was the best decision I've ever made. Uh,
1: Hunter, I'm so glad you said that. I think that show is so good.
0: So I, good. It's, it's incredible, and it's insane how timely and scary and yep. and, and just intense it is, and, and how it, like, almost kind of like, uh, like science fiction, like, takes the circumstances of our world and then slightly tweaks them and then presents them back to us. Because when they talk yeah. about how you know the United States gets overthrown in the show. Well, Joanna, explain explain what what is the subject matter of the show for those who so haven't heard it or, or watched it yet.
1: It's based on a Margaret Atwood book from the eighties. Okay, it's from the eighties, eighties nineties, about a dystopian United States where women have stopped being able to have children. Yeah. So essentially, there's there's very little children, um, and a coup I guess takes over the United States. Yeah people who are wealthy Um, and these families are given handmaids and these handmaids are people who these women who are still able to have children.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they're placed in these homes with these.
0: With with um, like the the highest ranking officials of the government. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. With tasked to Mm -hmm. give them children.
0: Yeah. Well and the thing the thing that I thought was so painful about it was how they showed the rationale of the people who took over the government and overthrew the yeah. U S where they were just like, well, if we cause a quote unquote terrorist attack, we can get people to give up these rights freely. And then that's going to set all these yeah. ball like the, this ball into motion to, to kind of rebuild and reshape things. But it's just, it's, it's just horrifying.
1: I was going to say, I think what looks interesting, like visually about the show yeah. is that it's set in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Except so much of what you look at looks old fashioned. So the set. It's such a weird mix for me. Like the set is very traditional in their home yeah. and then they go in there like Cadillac SUV. And it's like, this is, it's, it looks very unique to me.
0: Well, and that's the thing, like they nailed it from the costuming and the set design and everything that it does. It feels like a really very specific period piece. Except uh-huh. you can't really identify what the period is, yeah. And and then when you find out it's now, that makes it even yeah. more haunting. And and the, yeah. what you were saying about the visuals too, so much of the show is shot in such extreme close up of Elizabeth yeah. Moss's face as June that you feel as trapped and isolated, and and it, yeah. like like at times I felt like I was suffocating, and I and it, it seemed like there were multiple times each episode where it was like I got my feet kicked out from under me. In in the first episode, you know, you're introduced to her as Alfred. And I remember thinking like, What a weird, what a weird name, yeah. you know? And then you get the explanation of its origin and where it comes from. And I just like I felt like I had the wind knocked out of me. Yeah. You know, like like where her name, her identity, her personhood, everything is taken away from her for the yeah. quote unquote greater good. That these psycho zealots created a society to fulfill. Like it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 insane. But then the the other thing that I wanted to say too is that you know Elizabeth Moss is beyond brilliant in the show. Yeah. But then for people who love Gilmore Girls, um, Rory Gilmore, like Alexis Bledel shows up and gives one of the most like earth shattering performances yeah. you will see on television.
1: I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it Yeah, but there's a singular scene yes. with her Yes. that I went what happened? What's happening? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And the moment of realization when you figure out what's happened mm-hmm. in the plot um, I it's so powerful to me.
0: Yes it is. And there's yeah. a, a scene even before that where she's in the back of a van and the way it's composed yeah. perfectly that you see something happen out the back the the, yeah. the the back window of the van and it's just it destroys you like this show absolutely it just like it gutted me and i i hate it when people say that but every episode left me feeling so so drained and and so i don't know like like it made me feel like very resistant like we can never let anything like this happen like if we sacrifice any rights like this is like the train we're going down but then also it just it it, it just hurts in a way because it yeah. it impacts you like it really it really hits you and it it makes you think about who you are and what's important to you and where we are kind of in the world you know like it's yeah. it's it's just it's very eye opening in a way that i haven't felt about like a piece of art in a while like it it just it really forced me to reflect on so many things yeah
1: i like to i'd like to believe that something like that wouldn't happen and mm-hmm. i i guess my Rebuttal back to that. I like to think that something like that wouldn't happen. Yeah. And there are moments where it feels, again, I think it the idea of like distrust in the government. I think that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that resonates in the show, especially in like the flashbacks in the show.
0: Yeah. Well, no, and and the thing that I like so much about the flashbacks in the show was that there wasn't like like it it wasn't clunky news coverage and it wasn't like yeah. a faux documentary. You watched it from their perspective as outsiders of this coup being thrown where like day by day, slowly their rights eroded. And that's what I think is so fascinating about it is that it wasn't suddenly like, well, today we're normal and today it's Gilead, you know, like there was a really sad kind of continuum of, well, women can't have their own bank account. They can't work. I think it's also fascinating too how rich the show is in that we've gotten this far into our conversation. And we haven't even talked about consent or rape. Yeah. You know, like, think about, like, all of the very, like, real, tangible, like, ideological issues we've, like, discussed. And we haven't even uttered those words yet. Like, it's yeah. it's it's so well made, you know, that, that you could yeah. talk about it for days and days and days. Yeah. Well, and I thought what you said um, in a conversation we had, not as a podcast, um, was so fascinating. <laughs> the way that they um, distinguished between consensual sex and the way that they filmed that versus these really horrific and constant sequences of rape that were bombarded with and, and the way that they could show without words, without anything like thing, how important and beautiful vulnerability and love and consent and passion is. Yeah.
1: Um, and how important having like two consenting adults, Mm -hmm. um, is yeah. and how, like, how sexy it looks mm. in comparison
0: to the rape, horror. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing that we talked about, too, like, with it being this kind of weird, ambiguous period that seems other than our own but that is our own, is the use of music, Joanna. Because, yeah. like, when You Don't Own Me pops on, I'm just like, ho oh, oh, <laughs> What? And then in another episode, like, Heart of Glass plays. So it was so interesting to see this world that's like our own but different then scored with these really pointed nostalgic songs yep I, I want someone to write like a full graduate thesis or book on music and visuals of The Handmaid's Tale and then, and then I want to read it for years to come
1: and then we'll read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it after our Coen Brothers thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we. We'll, That's first. Yes, so Coen Brother fan fiction meetup is first. Then yeah. we'll follow that with our analysis, uh, our really detailed political analysis of *The Handmaid's Tale*. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. On a side note. Yeah. I feel like I want to ask you about a different topic. Uh huh. This one's just, I mean, pretty loaded
0: okay just it's not <laughs> oh i was like is it loaded um, oh my goodness it's
1: not so you know sometimes you just you have a long work week you know friday comes and yes. you're just like i need some feel-good cinema i need something relatable i need mm-hmm. something that's comfortable that i know that yes. i can watch
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i have a short list of films that are mine yeah that i watch. To unwind
0: that I've seen fifty thousand times, mm-hmm. but I love them, and then I wanted to know your list too. <laughs> so, Joanna, I didn't write it down, but I was thinking of asking you a very similar question what? about about like <laughs> what's your comfort food TV?
1: That's exactly yeah. Like that's it so, so. it's exactly
0: comfort, it? Comfort yeah. food movie. movies. Yeah. So, okay. What? Give me give me one of yours. Give me a minute to calibrate, and I will. Okay. I for sure can
1: truth. give you TV TV's easy TV's clearly friends
0: okay yes
1: I've seen friends 50,000 times mm-hmm. I love it that's like my go-to because it's only 22 minutes I have to like yes. commit to yes. I'm into that so my list of movies okay <laughs> these are just these are these are just them okay All right? perfect Avatar
0: oh so good
1: <laughs> Tangled
0: <laughs> yes Mulan Oh my goodness, yeah.
1: Forrest
0: Gump, mm-hmm. You've
1: Got Mail, and Runaway Bride.
0: <laughs> oh, I love The Runaway Bride. That's such a good list, Joanna. Thank you. Thank I want you. I want you to program like a film series at the Highland <laughs> of just like getting your pajamas and come watch movies with me and then you'd, you'd introduce them. Like, I would love this. I No, I love The Runaway Bride. I think it's so comforting and warm and lovely and I love Mulan and I love yep. Tangled. I don't think enough yeah. people talk about Tangled, like, in the spectrum of I Disney know. movies. Because it's so good.
1: Tangled is a damn treat.
0: Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So, Joanna, what would my movies be? So, I I think I would have to first say Moulin Rouge. I was 100% going to
1: say that for you.
0: Because I, I love putting that on and watching those musical numbers. Like, sometimes, yeah. as weird as it sounds, I'll put it in and skip around to musical numbers. Like, out of order.
1: I was going to say... Um, Guillermo I was going to say
0: Hellboy or Pacific Rim for I, you I love both of those I love Zoolander Joanna <laughs> that's a great one <laughs> Zoolander makes me laugh so hard every time and I've seen it at least 15 or 20 times now and when that's he's great. like my man my man like <laughs> like I di- like I think it's so funny and I love also oh my gosh oh Drop it, Gorgeous Joanna oh, like, like set in you. like Minnesota beauty pageants with Kirsten Dunst oh my goodness like <laughs> St. Paul pork products I love them so much <laughs> I work here now like oh my god I, lo- I love that movie um, oh my
1: god well, uh, you know another one huh. I've I never asked you do you like Big Fish?
0: I do like Big Fish
1: is that on your list?
0: no it isn't Um, it's okay. it's a very good movie but it it's I think it's very sad though too okay
1: that's very fair I
0: was thinking of Ewan McGregor and I was just like I wonder who likes that anyway yeah no I love I love that um no and you're 100% right with Guillermo I love Pacific Rim well it's weird because so many of um my favorite movies are horror movies so I'm really excited for our podcast in October to talk about yeah. Like 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 scary movies, some yeah Halloween. Um, so it's it's weird to be like I find it comforting to watch The Orphanage or Night of the Living Dead, but like I really love watching <laughs> like those movies, you know. Um,
1: I love that our your list is like Night of the Living Dead, like grown up films. No. <laughs> my Mulan, Tangled.
0: <laughs> God, I'm trying to think of like what my like. Oh, Joanna, I'm ignorant. How have I not said Finding Nemo yet? How have oh, I not, yeah. How have I not said Monsters Inc.? Oh
1: yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah,
0: So basically Pixar minus Cars and the Good Dinosaur, or whatever that was called. Um, let's
1: talk about I liked that movie a lot. I People
0: could hated I, it. I couldn't even sit through it. What? I thought the animation was grotesque and amateurish. <laughs> and I and I hated the voices, Joanna. I like I had a visceral Reaction of hatred that I had to stop it and walk away. And then I came back and I was like, God, that little dinosaur still going around. And then, <laughs> and then I like you, fast forwarded. You yes, no, Joanna, I had to stop. Like, it was too much. I hated that movie. <laughs>
1: Fuck, add this to the list of yeah. films that, like, we completely disagree
0: on. I thought it was a treat. It was no, lovely. Well, and I remember when it you saw, saw it sword. and you were like, what a, what a lovely movie. And you were talking about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so good, Joanna. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's no Land Before Time, but no, it's still no. good.
0: God, that's such I a think good think question, though. It
1: really though. just feels good, you
0: know? It does, because it feels like you're just wrapping like, up with, like, a warm hug from a great friend. Yep. Can I tell you a really exciting and fun development in my musical life?
1: Uh huh.
0: It's not that I can sing or play an instrument, because that's never gonna oh. happen. But <laughs> I, I bought the Blu-ray slash CD combo of the Dixie Chicks' most recent concert tours, like that they did, uh-huh. and I got to see it in person. And now I have a Blu-ray and two CD set that commemorates it forever. Oh. That's amazing. And I opened it, and it's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful Blu-ray. It made me so happy. That's amazing. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to ask you about, Joanna, because we both went to a movie very recently that I enjoyed the hell out of, Wind uh-huh. River.
1: Yes. So good.
0: So, so good. The, so the story is a young Native American woman is found murdered in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming well she's found dead did i say what oh
1: that murdered and it's a whole thing in the
0: movie <laughs> it, it, is, it is a whole thing um yeah so she she's found dead by um a hunter played by jeremy renner and um they have to call in the fbi and it's um elizabeth olsen who plays that agent yeah. and the the way that the mystery proceeds like it's just so it's it's a really well made movie and i really really highly recommend
1: yeah. it yeah yeah i 100 there's if, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's a part towards the end mm-hmm. where um, there's a cut between two scenes or two shots. Two
0: different timelines. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: man, was it good. Yeah. I thought that was so well done. I loved that. hmm The transition between these two timelines.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's seamless. I just loved it.
0: Well, and the the cool thing about it is is that even though, like, as this mystery is unfolding and you're kind of gaining these details, there's always this really looming sense of danger, too, yeah. that feels, like, really palpable at times. Because you you don't know... You know, you're approaching the story through the eyes, like with Elizabeth Olsen, of someone who has never even been to this place before, let alone now has to, like, navigate kind of the ins yeah. and outs of whose house is this, you know? What's over this mountain range, you know? Like, like yeah. where does this trail lead? so it's just it it feels so unexpected and resonant and just really powerful like the two of them are so good in it and it's really really well written
1: the same writer who did um this film did Sicario Mm -hmm. and also did Hell or High Water yeah um so the thread the kind of those two together which I or those three together mm-hmm. is that these characters like taking the law and taking what's right yeah. and what's wrong into their own hands yes. which I really like
0: and like too. one is
1: justice and it's like mm-hmm. we'll define it ourselves Yes, and they do and it
0: works well especially because they're people that are supposed to be working within like the law enforcement world yes and they're put in these really impossible situations of like either really inane bureaucracy of whether or of how we can classify a death you know or how we can approach like this drug cartel in sicario and and they have to work with in this system that doesn't really support them but they're still forced to do this job and find justice for people it's fascinating the world he's created taylor shared and he's doing things
1: he's doing real good things and Mm -hmm. i think in hell and high water it works because those two brothers are saying like the system is broken. Yes. And we can't get ahead. We're going to rob the banks that are doing this to us.
0: Yes. And and, and taking
1: to this justice in their own hands.
0: Mm-hmm. And and get some piece of what's been taken from them back.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and even having you know Jeff Bridges, like his his detective. What, what would you call him? Like a Texas Ranger or, or whatever yeah. he, he's doing in that, that movie right. too. He is working within the system, but then he also has to make some very interesting choices, and he has yeah. to react to some really kind of surprising and violent things in that movie. Yeah. So, no, he just, he, he really understands how to write um, these kind of really murky, ethical, and judicial kind of gray areas. The other thing that I dug, having Elizabeth yeah. Olsen as the lead, was I kept flashing back moments to Silence of the Lambs with scenes with like Clary Starling being the only woman kind of forced to navigate this world that there are only men working in, you know, and people making certain sets of assumptions about her strictly because she's a woman. Yeah. And so it's interesting because there's like a really cool showdown sequence in the movie and she takes control because in this situation, she is like the absolute authority. Like she is the law, you know? So it's so cool to see in this movie, how he's kind of expanding that and working with, gender and power and yep. assumptions of authority too
1: yeah i liked that the other thing i liked too i feel like we talked a little bit about it earlier mm-hmm. um about landscapes yeah i think the landscapes in all of, like again those three films mm-hmm. um how beautiful the landscape is yeah and how we're supposed to look at, at how beautiful it is but then like how dangerous and how oh yeah gary and how um unrelenting
0: it is yeah well and i i feel like it sounds like i'm going to be spouting a cliche about sex in the city but the landscape the landscape really becomes a character you know like all of these stories like i think the fifth lady is new york city you know what i mean uh no (laughs) (laughs) but but (laughs) but but you couldn't tell those stories other places because they're so they're written in such a specific sense of place and he just nails it
1: it was interesting, again, like, mm-hmm. I was reading a review, and it was posted on the Roger Ebert's website. Yeah. Um, and I didn't read the whole review, mind you. I just read the first bit of it, and it said that the film takes place in, like, no place. It's, like, a made-up place. It's not real.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm already like, rolling my eyes at that.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like, that's real... I. I and then
0: I stopped reading because I was like, he
1: lost me. No, because. the entire point of the
0: film. No, it's a denial of like subjectivity and like the internal yes. structure of the movie. Because the yes. whole the whole point of it is that it's taking place on like the Wind River Reservation. Yes. Like that's literally like the location and the history and the conflict implied yes. with that is. It is the story. Yes. Sorry, like uh, I, I hate this review yes. and I haven't even read it. I'm going to go hate read it. In like two seconds, I think.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I thought was very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is very sad. Yeah. Um, is that the film is I guess based on or inspired by true events of the fact that when Native American women are murdered, missing, mm-hmm. there's no type of accountability or missing persons lists.
0: Yeah. That, that um the way that that information is presented in the film is so jarring.
1: I think that's so upsetting,
0: yes, so
1: upsetting
0: and it, and it's important too because it it grounds like and again it, it is a very human thriller, you know, so that's not to diminish anything that he did because you really feel for these people you feel for their pain, but then but then to have that compounded to it that you look at it and you go, this is not a story, this is reality everywhere yeah you know, and it's something that needs yeah. to be addressed that it's it's so cool like it's it's a really like effective political move that he's making
1: i agree
0: um so i have i have one more um recommendation for you it's very it's very silly because I, f- uh-huh. I feel like i feel like we've talked about so much heavy tv um uh-huh. and, and 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 film that i wanted to to say something that i really liked that's very light it's on hulu here so i don't know what it is there uh-huh. hashtag I'm getting the most out of my Hulu subscription because <laughs> cause now that I have it I'll be damned if I don't use it yeah. um, but I have been watching um, Difficult People with Billy Eichner and um, Julie Klausner and it's so good I
1: honestly don't think I've
0: even heard of it oh, well I wonder I don't know what channel it would be on in Canada um, I don't know <laughs> they play um, two comedians working and living in New York and they're constantly on the verge of breaking out into success but then things happen and every episode is so zany and kind of dark but like their pop culture references are so sharp and nasty um and they have amazing cameos
1: oh okay maybe i'll check it out well
0: no and like there's one episode that tina like it i think you'd love it joanna there's an episode that tina Fey is in and she's directing an episode of a sh- of a TV show in in this show, okay? And and they're talking about the camera that they're using, and they refer to one as the camera that's used on Grace and Frankie, so that you can get that Jane Fonda lighting. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> like like they do. They have so many layers to their their comedy and their pop culture references that it's just it's it's so it's so smart and so well observed. And for someone who okay. likes, like, pop culture and media as much as you do, I think this'll be, like, your bread and butter. Because it's so funny, but it also has, like, a really nasty edge to it. Like, they're really okay. mean to other people. And if okay. and if they don't like you, or they think you're silly, or that you're, like, in their way, you're gonna know. And I loved it.
1: Okay. Do you have any TV recommendations that uh, feature dragons, incest, Maybe
0: fighting? Um, you know, I heard that there's a show. Um, That's um, currently airing, specifically, <laughs> it's it, it, it's on Showtime. It's called Twin Peaks. It's got all of those <laughs> things. No, tell me about the finale of Game of Thrones.
1: Oh my God, it was so good.
0: Like you liked it. It was good. Was it satisfying? Oh God, so
1: good. Except now I'm so sad, Sean. I don't know what I'm gonna do. For a
0: year and whatever. When is it? When is it coming back? Have they even officially announced the oh, return? No. To, oh, no. <laughs> and and it's then a very touchy subject. And then that's it, right? Sorry. That was the
1: worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. Because <laughs> that's like that's the last season, yeah. Yeah. But I I read though to kind of hopefully soften this for you that each episode next season is going to be feature film length
1: yes which is gonna be so good because the last episode was the last episode was 80 something minutes mm-hmm. and it felt right oh
0: that's so good i'm so i'm so glad because now that's like so everyone's kind of in the same place now and like the fights like kind of finally like after years yeah. everything's come so to we've be. literally
1: been with these people mm-hmm. for seven years yeah and then one scene they're all just kind of like together and i'm mm-hmm. just like i'm losing my mind like all these main characters and we have all these backstories and drama and shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it was so good, Sean. And then my two faves. hmm Some, uh, Jon and Daenerys uh, got together, you know? And Yay. that's all I could have ever wanted. Yay! And I didn't even care that they're
0: Related. Uncle and Aunt. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't even care. Don't even.
0: Okay. Spo- spoiler alert if you're not watch- if you're behind on Game of Thrones.
1: You know what? I, it's, it's been several weeks now. It's been what, two weeks?
0: It's A been, week? Yeah, yeah.
1: P- I mean, it's your
0: own fault. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I, feel <laughs> I feel, I feel like, like for that. you, Joanna, you're just like it's been an eternity, and who knows when it's coming back? You see, know, you sound oh, no. so grizzled and world weary. Like there was, <laughs> there was Joanna before the finale of season yeah. seven, and now there's. Well, I don't know when it's coming back. <laughs> like smoked six packs of yeah. cigarettes since <laughs> <laughs> like every hour on the hour since yes so i awesome. want to i want to say this um, to wrap up i i think it's really funny that we each came with like a surprise question and the one that i was like you know I'll wait and do it another time was the one that you brought so <laughs> so i think it's funny that our minds work so similarly
1: Yes, I do too, and I think that's a nice way to end mm-hmm. this this weekend. Go find your whatever feel-good movie you have and watch it.
0: Yes, and I think that's important. I do too because I, we all need to wrap up in a warm media-inspired hug. And even if it's weird monsters like me, or if it's animation like me and Joanna, like whatever, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, or so, it's Forrest
1: Gump and oh, you never know what you're going to get. You never
0: know what you're going to get. You might get Sally <laughs> Fields. You might get young Claire Underwood. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, Robin Wright's very good in that. Um, but I... So, no, I... Thank you for that. I thought that was so lovely to bring to the table. And so we'll have some fun and exciting announcements of special guests coming very soon because after we put out the call recently we got some requests and confirmations that will be doing in the next couple of weeks and as always please feel free to like us and find us on facebook and if you can if you feel so inclined write a review on um the apple podcast store or on soundcloud we'd love to hear your feedback and what you think
1: or if you want to hear sean and i talk about anything particularly we can
0: oh yeah we can you, you heard yeah. us talk about all the things we talked about today we'll do that for years um, but we, we have some very exciting things coming up and I'm excited for October to talk about horror movies even though I know Joanna doesn't always love horror movies so we'll always balance that out with things that aren't just <laughs> horror movies I, it's
1: not that I don't like them I just don't like being the person screaming in the theater because people laugh you know
0: people people chuckle but you know what i i get such a thrill out of being scared that i don't even care if i'm the person screaming because i have been i'll be real (laughs) And, and it's not it's not dignified like it's it's not like a refined like oh bother like it's 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 primal and weird um and on that note have have a lovely have a lovely week day night morning whatever time this is we hope your commute was great or that we kept you company while you were doing something. Yep. And as um, always, come for the movie stay for the friendship.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>